एक मिनट रुक जाओ रेडी होने दो चलो ये कर लेते हैं स्ट But what about the people living in millions of villages in India who are not tech savvy and lack access to basic infrastructure? We're proud to present to you today a conversation with a founder who is building an Amazon for farmers. Sashank Kumar is the founder of Dehat and coming from a farming community, he has a first-hand understanding of the problems faced by this segment. What he's building at Dehat is an everything store for farmers from where farmers can buy pretty much anything they need as an input including financial services like insurance and loans and once the farmer is ready to sell his product he can also sell it at his local Dehat store at a fair and transparent price and on top of that farmers get access to content and guidance to help them manage their crops better Here's Shashank telling Akshay Dutt about Bihar. So Shashank, uh, you grew up in a village in Bihar. Tell me, what was that like? Yeah, so that was the that was the starting phase of my life. And again, uh, I belong to a place called Chapra, Saran. It's a it's a small town, nearly 80 kilometer far from the state capital, Patna. Initial seven eight years of my life, I spent uh, in rural, semi urban setup. So was it like uh, a pretty standard thing for people to pursue an IIT uh, as the path there like to aim for the entrance exams not really it was quite diverse uh, all across right from uh, you know science to medical background and a lot of you know students used to opt for literature what made you want to do IIT like pursue engineering <laughs> honestly speaking i mean once in my village someone said that uh, uh i think make a lot of you know, money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, 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 okay. they get good salary yeah so i think so that's how that's how i heard about iit world very first time in my life and uh, you know t- tell me about that transition into iit now it was a complete transition for sure right i mean uh, because uh, uh like from a sort of you know uh, boarding or uh, boarding school to again IIT and that too in a city like Delhi, uh, and transition because uh, it it was a more competitive world, right? And it was it was way faster than of course I mean in uh, what we had seen whether in my hometown or in that school for that matter. And again, uh, uh, obviously, needless to say, that were people with sort of you know bigger dreams. Uh, but more importantly, in fact, at the same time, and in fact, uh, many people with a lot of you know exposure. Right. I mean, for a while, I mean, on a candid note, like when in my case, when I cleared IIT, I thought that now I think everything I have achieved in my life, right? And I think, and then that used to be notion, right? Because uh, in in your village or in your district, people used to say that, "Acha, if you once you are into IIT, then you are done in your life," right? So, so that was like the same state of mind for me. But then it took me one or two semester to understand that no, it's it's just a new beginning, boss. So you you became pretty outgoing during those four years. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So, where did you uh, get placed through campus then? So, I got placed uh, uh, in a in a startup in a management consulting startup company called Beacon. What kind of consulting were they offering? Oh, it was uh, it was a pure sort of you know uh, strategy and management consulting uh, role uh, in a specific domain of supply chain, retail, FMCG. Uh, so these guys must have been from that uh, FMCG and retail industry, like absolutely. So, so they, I think, prior, before they started this venture, they worked with uh, P&G, Unilever, and that's where basically they found their trigger point. So how did that uh, Beacon stint lead you to become an entrepreneur? Oh, a lot, because uh, obviously, I mean, so excuse me. Technically, I was I was the first employee of uh, of Beacon, and uh, and of course, uh, although I was quite junior to them, but still, being from same college, obviously, it it brings a different degree of you know comfort with each other. So somehow, in a, such a short span of two and a half years, in fact, I could experience different phases of, of the company, right? I mean, when you had so many projects, uh, then sort of, you know, financial crisis, when few projects basically, again, I mean, people backed off and still as an entrepreneur, in fact, you know, you are you know running the company with a high spirit, you're fighting. So that really helped me. And I think, uh, and that's, and, 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 but at the same time, 2008 to 10, uh, that was the time when, at least in India, we started hearing the word called startups or entrepreneurship, mm. right? I mean, yep, 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 Flipkart yep. Was, early Flipkart yep. days. Mm. Yeah, Flipkart was there. Jabong was started, right? I mean, books of Rashmi Bansal, uh, you know, were out on the shelves, right? So then suddenly I thought, hey, it's it's it's, it's a it's a good career path, right? I mean, why to and and it somehow it's a defo- it was a default sitting in me to not to follow the standard template, right? I mean, something what I sort of, you know, realized when when I decided to join a startup rather than going for a sort of, you know, any large firm or so. Right, right. So, so then again, the same thought process that, all right, I mean, it's fine that two, two and a half years of, you know, consulting stint I have, while my peers, in fact, are trying to write GMAT or CAT, I mean, let's think about this, you know, startup bit, right? Because uh, from your inner side, I think this is something which is really exciting you. And then more importantly, I, you know, I had that two and a half years of, you know, experience of working very closely with first generation entrepreneurs or so. So then passionately, I started exploring different ideas, uh, you know, for, for, for my own startup. Hmm. So how did you finalize, like, you know, tell me that journey of uh, leaving a job and becoming a founder. So, okay. So, so when I, when I found the soft corner towards, entrepreneurship so it's right from that day you know started exploring ulte pulte ideas at the same time i think the uh, the my my family background i think that is something which really uh, you know made me worried that hey so you are not from business background there is no experience right so more importantly that you know fear of uh, failure or some sort of you know let's say uh, risk-taking ability, right? I mean, not having risk-taking ability. I think somehow I believe that that was in my blood or in my background. So, so again, I mean, while exploring different ideas to ex- uh, to sort of you know to think or to work, I, I I really worked hard to sort of you know graduate myself as an entrepreneur. So, for example, during weekends, I used to go to Chandni Chowk, 
Chowdhury, Sadar Bazaar, which is the wholesale market of you know Delhi and NCR. I mean, just to just to see that you know the how people sort of you know operate and how does the core Danda core business in fact look like, right? At the same time, I try to you know uh, talk to as many people as possible. Um, uh, uh, all the veterans, like uh, again. Sanjeev Vijayanandani of you know Nokri or different people. Of course, I mean I I you you just like sent him an email or something that I want to talk. No, about. I used to keep a close track uh, because again, as I said, that because of that uh, early signs of entrepreneurial ecosystem or evolving entrepreneurial ecosystem. I mean, all the colleges, in fact, they started you know organizing these talks. So, and I was just out of college. I had I mean I had good repo you know among my junior side. Right? I mean, so used to tell them, hey, so whenever any Entrepreneur is coming for talk. I mean, keep me posted. Right. Let me know. Right. So, or or wherever I found any opportunity. So, 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 yeah. And and then after, and then at the same time, again, when you are into job and that too in consulting, right? I mean, then you don't really care about your cost, your expenses, right? Because very first time in your life, I mean, you are you are actually you know getting good money, right? So, so then also. cutting down your expenses and those stuff right i mean so so it took me it took me one good year to to again to certify myself as a as a prospective entrepreneur right i mean after visiting uh, infinite visits to different markets meeting different people reading a lot of in you know, books cutting down expenses i mean some sort of you know like more more side of you know working on yourself uh, rather than the idea for that matter and then along with that again obviously what would be the idea for which let's say i can give my rest of my life again i mean that was again a parallel exercise altogether so what was that idea which you wanted to explore deeply well so i explored many ideas like you know so one one of the ideas was to work with health workers or maybe to aggregate uh, auto rickshaw wala because those days of course i mean even that place that space was highly sort of you know structured there was no ola there was no jugnu at that point of time but uh, you knew about uber like the the concept of aggregation was there concept of aggregation was there but uh, honestly speaking i i didn't know about about uber at that point of time but uh, and then then suddenly again it boils down to agree uh and primarily because of uh, when i when i think in a retrospect manner i think uh, because of multiple reasons because uh, because by that time i got exposed to both the ends of food chain obviously one my family background or the the farming background during initial 70 years of my life and secondly during my consulting stint i got chance to work with all these fncg players whether it's unilever or pepsico or britannia or mother dairy or so So of course, I mean, uh, and with the ex- getting exposed to both the ends of food chain, uh, at least I could understand the gaps uh, of this entire agriculture supply chain, and why, or, or at least facts of facts that one side farmers are not happy with the return, and at the same time these companies are struggling too. And then at the same time, when I double clicked, and then the numbers I came across, those numbers were mind-boggling in terms of having more than 100 million farmers in India. or the overall tam or the market size as more than 350 billion dollar or so so uh, so then yeah that time I, probably 50% of india's economy was agriculture i guess it was 15 15 gdp yeah contribution even as on date that's 14 uh, 13 close to 14% or so but more importantly 
I could understand that it's a large market. Uh, 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 no one else is doing. And again, the same sort of you know thought process that hey, so it's not that standard template. Like nobody else is doing, then I should I must do this, right? It was more of that uh, sort of you know default setting. Uh, and then at the same time, uh, by that time, I could I could realize the strength in myself. and which was having a great interpersonal skill what was your plan like like you wanted to be like a uh, like a b2b company which procures from farmers and supplies to like the unilevers and uh, the nestles of the world was that the idea or so well, so uh, that was the idea for sure but that was never the plan uh, in the, even even for a single day because that was definitely the idea that was a trigger point to start thinking about the sector uh but then then we met a lot of you know farmers of different regions whether again my base was in gurgaon so again i used to travel towards sometimes rajasthan or maybe haridwar side or maybe bihar or up and then interacted with more than 1000 farmers again over 6 7 months or so and then and this you were doing those, while holding down a job like along with the like on yeah, weekends yeah. you would Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And then that's uh, and then you know realize that this market linkage or the offtake part that's not the only problem farmers are facing. Uh, their actual problem begins in the beginning of season itself, right? Which crop to grow, how to grow, right? I mean, agri import or there are like you know lot of you know challenges they have to go through. And again, so then uh, and then that's how this model of you know supporting the farmer uh you know throughout the season with the end to end proposition i think that's how that was the that was the idea since beginning uh but more importantly initially it was just a thought you know akshay to do something in ag uh so that uh, you can bring transparency so that you can aggregate more and more farmers to change their life i think that was the idea model it was not clear right i mean uh, and i strongly believe that you know i was fortunate to have this approach in my life right i mean because there was no model despite of being consultant but there was no excel sheet there was no word doc no ppt or business plan it was just a thought that can you bring a change in the sector and and that's how it all started so what was like version 1 of what you launched like version 1 product so our version 1 was uh, <laughs> i would say even there was no there was no version 1 uh, with which we started right i mean we definitely i mean like for example uh, when i felt that now i'm ready to take this plunge in fact i quit i resigned uh, by that time in fact and then at the same time from day 0 started building uh, a core founding team and that's how basically you know got to know few friends few i mean i mean same same you know habit of talking to as many people as possible and in in that process basically you know you got few you know folks to join you and your sort of in you know, a thought process that was another sort of you know kick. join as co-founders or as employees no 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 co-founders co-founders okay hmm. yeah and so and that who that, all joined that, uh, like what was the founding team so very old friend of mine manish uh uh you know he, we we prepared for iit together uh you know uh, and then another friend shyam uh right so these two folks in fact they 
they they got interested uh when i went ahead in fact i found two three more folks in fact amrindra uh whom i didn't know earlier but somehow he got to know that hey he's doing something in agri and he was passionate by himself to do something in ag similarly others and abhishek and that's how kind of you know again uh six of us uh, somehow you know you know came together six is a pretty large founding team huh? it's a it's a pretty large founding team yeah but uh, but yeah i'm mean, by that time there was no model you know akshay right i mean that's why i would say that you know, there was no version 1 in fact i think version 1 or version 1 of dehat was building of building a founding team uh, you know for 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 a for a goal right and goal was to again to build a large you know sustainable business model around farmers so, uh, talk me through the model what exactly is it like you first go to a farmer and tie up or the model was that you know that hey so can we bring businesses and farmers together in a transparent way in a controlled way and then while connecting farmers to different businesses whether it's agri input companies or banks or financial institution or market effectively you know as a platform you intend or you want to provide everything under one roof you know for agriculture to farmers in an accessible as well as affordable way so uh, tell me about your go to market then like you must have built some set of services through some alliances in some uh, format which maybe as a annual subscription or for a farmer or like you know what was that our go to market was fairly simple for the farmers that hey so we are we are we are sort of in you know, a one stop solution for you whichever crop you are growing you will get agri input advisory and market linkage you know through this platform uh secondly since you are a small farmer uh that means your number of transaction is very high but the ticket size of transaction is very small and we are not just into information exchange we are talking about actual you know supply chain linkage whether it's input or output so this all these services are really accessible for you so for example if you want to sell the produce you don't have to travel 40 km or if you you don't or, or either for the transaction so this the hard center is close to your farm gate within 3 to 5 km area that's where you can come you can deposit your material you can buy your seeds and for advisory again you all have mobile phone so we are you know again we'll call you and we'll provide you customized advisory so your your gtm is physical stores essentially like that's what uh, uh, i'm trying it's to a, understand like it's actually physical as well as digital both hmm. because uh, farmers either they download the app but at that stage it must have been more physical right oh, oh at that stage it was all physical it was all manual it was all manual in fact first to they had store or they had centers we operated by ourselves for 13 14 months so those days it was all where, where did you open the first center like t- tell me about that first center oh well it was uh, it was in vaishali district of bihar and uh, and again i mean again uh, again there is a story we did not have any store uh, but we started operating we started working with farmers who got excited to hear about our plan at the same time they had some fear too because uh, i i mean like 26 25 years old kids no bag agricultural background right i mean and they are asking us to change what we have they have been doing so so but still again i mean because of persistent effort few of the farmers in fact they enrolled themselves 
and uh, more importantly they 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 realize that hey there is no sort of you know high opportunity cost right because for advisory they are not charging uh or agri input when we will purchase we will pay and for for, for agri output they will pay when they will purchase right i mean so as there is no risk involved and when was this the first center month and year if it you remember was, it it was uh, it was in uh, 2013 Okay, and you called it Dehat then. Like, uh, when did you coin the name? No, so the name Dehat it came in 2014, uh, and again because uh, because uh, our registered name is Green Ag Revolution Private Limited. So of of course, I mean it was like way too English, you know, for any farmer. <laughs> so we thought that also no, since uh, now we are we are, and again. since 2013 to 2014 we had four or five centers by that time in different localities so we thought that no so let's let's pick a name which will be easier for farmers to sort of you know call or recall so and that's how again i mean they had as a name it was it, it came into the picture okay and so like first year how many farmers did you sign up like you know Well, so in like first two Dehat centers, as I mentioned, that you know we operated by ourselves for thirteen, fourteen months, and by that like time we already had split up like three on one and three on the other centers, something like that. Again, I mean, at that point of time, like all six of us were not there because, as I said, like Shyam was in college, right? I mean, uh, of course, few of few of us, in fact, we got connected later. Uh, but Amrinder, I, in fact, we were there. So, so, so in re- I mean, at that point of time, and just three of us were there on ground. Nine hundred fifty-two thousand farmers. In fact, they were already kind of you know associated with those two health centers, and and that was again another kick for us that things are moving in the right direction. Let's have more and more health centers. Yeah, thousand is a pretty substantial number. Yeah, and uh, the second center was soon after the first one. Like how much gap? Very soon. just okay. right uh, i mean uh, next season right next season and in fact uh, again in farmers community word of mouth that plays the most important role right uh, so the so then the local farmers in fact they they started spreading the word and in fact they themselves you know started shortlisting someone from the same community who can run your center in fact if you help them yeah so so actually we learned for example for your information this dehat center which is a which is a franchise network today so we actually learned from the farmers themselves right i mean because we were still thinking that hey so whether we should have company owned company operated centers or we should go for franchisee but i mean by the time uh, you know we would have thought in fact we had four or five prospective candidates in front of us and at the same time there was a pressure from the community that hey so you have to start the health center in our operating area so so we were we were forced to to again adopt this franchise approach but again at the same time we we did our you know deeper research um, and again by 2013 uh, there were many evidences around this micro entrepreneur program i mean whether it's uh, a microfinance industry or rural fmcg right i mean they all had adopted this micro entrepreneur program so again i mean we uh, customized that micro entrepreneur program in our scheme of things and that's how this dehat franchise or dehat micro entrepreneur program basically you know was conceptualized so and that's how basically the multiplication you know was started from 2 to 8 to 21 yeah 
Okay. Okay. So, uh, two to eight, like next season, then you had like six more people who took up franchises and yeah. Okay. And uh, what what was like uh, the services that were being offered at that time, like a tele consultation, and then uh, all the so inputs were available. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very limited, as obvious. So, for example, on the ag input side, we did not have. Pretty, you know, large basket. We used to supply only seeds, and again, seeds for very selective crops, and then very specific, uh, you know, uh, range of brands on the uh, crop protection side. Uh, there was no offering on the fertilizer side. So the overall agri input offering. Crop protection very- means pesticides. Pesticides, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Pesticides, yeah. And were you also Similarly, offering the financial products at that time, or they came no, later? No, no, okay. no, 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 mm-hmm. not really, not really. Mm-hmm. Similarly, on the offtake side, uh, very selective crops. We were in a position to aggregate. Uh, for advisory, we had IVR facility. We did not have call center. In fact, we used to. Uh, again, I mean, uh, we used to be the caller of the call centers by ourselves. What kind of advice did people want? Like, what kind of questions would you get? So it was, it was all crop advisory, and uh, again, uh, by that time, we we had we had already collected uh, uh, or prepared a decent sort of you know crop archives and contents from various agriculture universities. So the advisory queries used to be related to pest attack or disease attack or right dosage of fertilizer, right time to irrigate or right variety to grow, soil test. So by that time, again, I mean, we had already spent good two and a half, three years in the sector. And again, we knew somehow, again, I mean, we understood very first day that this is going to be a, a bottleneck if we don't have right advisory content. And more importantly, being not from agree. We did not find any footprints or any sort of, you know, ready-made archives to follow. That's why we started, you know, building by ourselves. So, but, but yeah, I mean, on the advisory piece, we had IVR uh, and more importantly, call center for a very specific duration, right? I mean, just for like two to three hours okay. in a day or so. Okay. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, how did you build the content? Like It was like you were creating some like Word documents with all of that content in it or like. Yeah, yeah, it was all Word doc, Dropbox, few, some bit of, let's say, some automation through your any HTML page or so. Uh, we we could we could have uh, uh, you know many interns from our colleges, right? And so they they helped us you know, while building that platform. Yeah. And uh, how were you capturing data around farmers? Because you know that data would make your advisory also better, like. Like if you had those days, initially it was all paper and pen. It was all paper and pen. Uh, if not paper pen, then through voice, because uh, right. I mean, we used to record every single you know farmers meeting, uh, and mostly survey paper pen survey and those stuff. Like, yeah. what kind of data do you collect about farmers? Oh, uh, uh, it uh, starting from farmers profile. In terms of their name, mobile number, their land holding, land records, which crops they are growing, do they have cattle or not, do they have their own access to irrigation. So starting from profile data, and then in during the uh, production season, it was all transactional data that who is buying what, selling what, and so on, so on. yeah, or what or behavioral behavioral data that what sort of inquiries they are asking. 
Okay, so this got mapped. Like each person's profile got mapped with his purchase, with his question. Okay. 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 So, uh, uh, how does this data make you a smarter organization today? Like, you know, in terms of, are you able to draw some broad macro level trends, which then feed into your advice platform? So, firstly, uh, I think I, I think firstly for our own internal efficiency enhancement this really helped us uh, in terms of reducing your tad to maybe maximizing the time spent by the farmer with you right i mean uh, whether it's whether earlier it was physical or now it's digital but of course the behavioral aspect remains same and more importantly what next because the vision had always been to bring everything related to agri under one roof for farmers. And again, as we just spoke that initially the offerings were very specific, very limited, right? So uh, some sort of, you know, data backed decision making that what should be the next uh, right subcategory to introduce. So, uh, you know, how did the services being offered increase? Like what were the, the next set of things that you added on? You know, how did you make the DHART center uh, richer and more compelling? So it's all, it was all, it has been a bottom-up, uh, uh, you know, approach and journey, Akshay, right? So of course, with respect to time, around our older DHART centers, uh, you know, farmers kept demanding more and more. Hmm. And then like what, like one, if you can you so know, tell me example, chronologically that this, we introduced this. So for example, like there was a time when fertilizer, then farmers demanding, hey, so you should you should supply fertilizer as well. You are buying just one crop in a year. Can you buy the secondary crops as well? Uh, right after then, at some point of time, they started that, hey, we need more range of you know pesticides. We need water-soluble fertilizers, right? I mean, um, then of course the financial products, right? I mean, which we introduced just a couple of years ago. So it has been, again, it, there has been a journey. Uh, but more importantly, again, uh, in like 2000, mid 2014 or early 2015, I think that was the time when we realized that we must invest in, in, in tech uh, because by that time we had close to 14, 15 Dehaat centers. And of course, we obviously we, and by that time again, I mean, we were getting good confidence on ourselves that model is working. So of course we need to replicate this number of micro entrepreneurs. We need to add more and more farmers to serve. So that's where basically, you know, we felt the need of uh, you know technology uh, as a strong enabler. Uh, and then since then, the overall approach basically, you know, it started shifting from completely physical to basically to physical as well as digital. And uh, and then to 2015, we raised our uh, you know first angel round. And since then, we started investing in technology, and that brought uh, sort of you know more uh, you know scalability, because that's how this number of micro entrepreneurs started you know growing on season on season basis. So, uh, tell me about how how that evolution happened. Like, you started giving uh, a tablet to the entrepreneur for him to punch an order. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we 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 built an we we developed we built an Android app. Initially, you you banged on actually. You rightly said that you know that we used because again those days everyone you know did not have smartphone right. I mean uh, smartphone penetration was limited too. So we used to give a tab uh, with the app installed uh, to the micro entrepreneur. And more importantly, again, I mean in the product again we ensured all those things 
what we had learned during our uh, you know early days uh, successfully we could transform our grassroots learning to 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 a, to a to a platform or to a product so that any micro entrepreneur irrespective of their background they can get complete hand holding through the platform from very first day right and that today what you have to do how should you do right i mean how many farmers you should meet uh which this brand basically you know probably you now you should sell and or your incentives and everything so <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean initially this was uh, a tab uh given by us of course i mean with respect to time that was not needed because uh, because of the increased rate of smartphone penetration so uh, your first initiative was towards uh, digitizing the micro entrepreneurs experience did you also then digitize the customers experience like for them to place like the farmer can directly place an order through the app or stuff like that no 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 so it wasn't it was not their very first day uh again i mean it no, was I mean, but eventually to, did that happen like do you have that it, today it did it did yeah yeah we do have now we have we like for farmers in fact they are, they have complete digital interface in form of application in form of call center where they can call and they can place their order whatever query they have whether it's on the buy side or the sell side or just a query so when did you launch the farmer app farmer app we launched uh, in 2017 uh, early 2018 so so that would have made the farmer enrollment process more efficient correct 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 correct, correct. absolutely uh, so uh, how did the uh, numbers look like on a per per center basis or a per store basis you know like w- what kind of uh, turnover was one store doing and how did that evolve over the years <laughs> well so uh, in terms of number of farmers per center there is no change there is no evolution and we actually want to you know keep it same keep it intact what is the ratio uh, you are gunning for like Uh, 400 500 farmers per per center because that's in in radius of 3 to 5 km but of course uh, with respect to time when we added more and more categories on the platform more and more offerings of course the the business per center or the revenue per center or per farmer in that kept increasing so one one question here uh, this turnover one part of the turnover is what you are selling right like the seed the ag inputs uh, and what about the stuff that you're buying that, that gets added on both both okay okay this is both, this is both. so so if someone yeah. sold 10 lakhs worth of seeds and he bought 10 lakhs worth of product from the farmer so that's the 20 lakh turnover so our business is 20 yeah business is 20 because that's that's clearly two different revenue streams for us uh but it's definitely not uh, you know doubly counted but uh, but yeah with respect to time uh, with more and more brands and categories we added or offerings we added we again i mean this number kept increasing for example as on date the the average number is uh, is uh, is uh, 55 to 60 lakh rupees uh, in a percenter uh, however there are many older centers in fact in fact they are doing or they are doing business close to a crore so but again the enterprise level average is 55 to 60 these crore uh, centers and, must be like in say punjab and these more well to do states like which have wealthier farmers uh, not really so as on date we are not present in punjab uh but uh, but yeah but you are right of course i mean if uh, the prevailing cropping pattern is 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 more uh, remunerative or cash crops of course i mean your of you no know, likely businesses on higher side you are absolutely right 
Oh yeah, I think the 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 larger reason of this evolution is that uh, firstly farmers they see value uh, whether whether you were offering very selective services few years ago versus now it's very evolved right so even with that in fact they see a very clear value uh, secondly the way how the overall platform evolved for example as on date. On the input side, you have more than 120 brands, more than 4,000 SKUs. So, being a small farmer, whichever crop you are growing, you get wide range of seed, fertilizer, pesticides, herbicides, cattle feed, everything. And then, in in a in a neutral way, right? While fi final decision making that always remains with you, right? Uh, secondly, on the advisory side, again, I mean, you are getting complete customized advisory. In fact, on that piece. Uh, we started uh, you know fetching data from satellite very recently at the interval of 3 days so that means that you know that let's say as a farmer we are monitoring your land parcel as well and then again based on that uh, sort of you know spatial data whatever is needed to be done at your farm in fact we are advising you based on that right give so, me an example like, like like what kind of advice could you give through satellite imagery everything for example like uh, at this point of time let's say your uh, 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 let's say water stress or nutrient stress or crop stress everything right i mean everything basically But how would a satellite image show that like uh, like talk me through it oh, so an example <laughs> sure sure so so uh, five six months ago we acquired a company called farm guide and what they have done that you know that they had been working since last five six years what they have done that they have fetched last 10 years of you know data uh from satellite at an interval of 3 days okay of 2 million uh you know square kilometer area and 6 million different land parcels and based on this basically they have written an algorithm right so basically so this is your platform now on a practical day right today or any on any on, on a particular day if you fetch data from satellite obviously you get images right and then you superimpose those those multispectral images on your platform and then you compare right that with this combination of rgb right i mean and based on your 10 years of you know machine learning what would be the kind of you know current status at your farm whether your soil moisture seems low whether your crop stress is higher like right? if the soil moisture is low to wo patte brown honge like as like something like that absolutely okay. absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. so of course of course for farmers basically they get an advisory ki aapke khet ki nami abhi kam hai isko abhi sinchai ki zarurat hai something like that right? so farmers they always get advisory in an actionable form but the point i'm trying to make here is that it's it's super customized for them hmm. right right yeah. so yeah. Uh, and of course and then yet you are not charging anything how do you map this like the, the farmer on his mobile app will give you a geo location how do you map it per farmers like so those farmers uh, farmers with smartphone user they they do that because it's again it's a one time job if not then our micro entrepreneur basically they go or our physical team they go and they map the the, the plot yeah so part of your farmer onboarding process includes uh, mapping his plot also absolutely absolutely and then on the output side again as on date there are more than 650 companies or buyers they are already listed 
So that means again, I mean, as a farmer, whichever crop you're growing, whether you are growing vegetables or fruits or staples or pulses, uh, you don't have to be dependent upon the just local market or mandi or trader. Versus that, you are getting much wider option of buyers with the fair weighing and payment terms. And then, so I think uh, the the overall traction. So, uh, how does the farmer sell his produce? Does he sell to D Hart and then you take care of it, or he comes yeah, to yeah. D Hart and then you connect him to buyers? No, no, they sell to us. They sell to us. They sell to us. And then we we take care of logistic and everything. Post harvest. So, so like like you would have regular price updates and real time price updates, and then Actually, on the mobile app, the farmer can see. अच्छा मुझे मंडी में ये रेट मिल रहा है मुझे दीहार्ट में ये रेट मिल रहा है. Absolutely, every day, every day. And uh, he has to drop it off at Dihar. Like uh, after that, you take care of logistics. Correct. Okay. So, so this like fairly logistics intensive, no? Like twenty three hundred locations, which may not have great road connectivity, where every day I'm assuming your trucks would be going and dropping. Yeah, yeah. So that's and the picking. that's the fun. <laughs> that's the fun part. That's where that's where technology helps us. How much of your total expenditure is on logistics? Like, what is the split of your expenses? Like, how much goes to logistics? How much goes on the uh, input costs? Like, whatever you procure, and how much on payroll, etc. Like, the yeah, our, our fee. Of course, I mean, our uh, the overall execution is is pretty asset light. Of course, our largest uh, expenditure is manpower, uh, right? And the and then the warehouses we have taken on rent, right? uh then the uh in terms of delivery cost or the logistic cost i think somehow we have built it on a shared basis in a way that uh, let's say last mile logistics to farmer that's built that's built in in the incentive to be given to micro entrepreneur in a way right so i can so so that the logistic cost is not directly incurred by us in a way right because we give no, but warehouse to dhat that, that you us. would incur right yeah that's us that's us so that is that somewhere around 1 uh, and 1/2 to 3% depending upon the uh the stage and age of that area in a way hmm? so uh, the uh, do you have such a thing as return like you deliver after the order is placed or you deliver and the entrepreneur keeps inventory not not not, not really okay but he stocks inventory or it is like real time like once an order is placed then next day the delivery happens it's mostly real time okay 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 yeah. got it mm-hmm. okay. and uh, what is the margin that a micro entrepreneur earns like for every 100 rupees of product he sells what does he get to earn so basically here the the the, the incentive uh, structure is designed in such a way so that every month they make around 15 to 25000 rupees okay that's because uh, so point is let's say if you give them a fixed incentive so so against let's say against any delivery or against any aggregation of the produce right so of course it will end up in let's say making sizable income in few months when which are peak because agri is a seasonal activity right so right because there will be there will be few months there will be harvesting phase when they are aggregating more they will make more money but at the same time there will be like few like 3 4 months 
when you don't have enough harvesting neither you have enough deliveries right so you'll end up with making very less money and that's where basically you know you will you will experience the churn right because but these are the isn't folks. this part of life for people of uh, you know for people in the agri sector that you earn just for a couple of months and that earning is your annual it earning is. it is absolutely and actually that's what we wanted to change right because uh when we were uh you know drawing our learning about this micro entrepreneurship and that's what basically you know we learned right because uh, because of this seasonal income in nature you always experience significant churn uh you know from these micro entrepreneurs right so so that's why some somehow kind of you know we designed this unique structure where instead of giving them an understanding that you're getting this much like fixed margin or so like 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 it's like fixed income more than fixed margin in fact you know it's like fixed income every month at at the end of uh, like throughout the year yeah so how does it work like whatever money he collects he doesn't keep any share of it he gives it all to you and then you have some no, no, no. it's other way around it's other way around like when you are giving any product to deliver you are obviously you know you said that hey so your price is 12 and farmer's price is 14 so that means like two is your similarly let's say for next order let's say your price is 10 farmer's price is maybe 11 and half so one and half is yours similarly on the offtake time we are making farmers to pay, we are making payment to farmers and then if you are aggregating let's say 100 kilo let's say like per kilo you are going to get this one this much so and that incentive again they get into their account so that's how it works so this is margin only right like uh, so besides this what else what other ways there for them to earn uh some sort of you know data collection some bit of you know fee uh, activities in terms of you know aggregating farmers conducting farmers meetings so non transactional activities they also get incentive out of that so if my understanding is correct essentially the margin that you're giving them is kept at a little lower rate so that you have that extra money to play around with during the low seasons which you correct. give them correct. as a way correct. to do tasks and they Absolutely. remain engaged throughout the year absolutely Hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Got it. Okay. That that's a good way to ensure low attrition. <laughs> hmm. Yep. Hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. And uh, what what is your margin like for every hundred rupees sold? Like you know, what, what margin do you get as a company? Um, I can tell you a broad range at an enterprise level. I think uh, which is uh, which is seven uh, to ten percent of margin. So, so you're like a twelve hundred crore business as on date. Currently, yeah. Again, I mean, of course, I mean, which is growing on month on month basis, but in the current time, our monthly hundred is hundred crore. So, in a way, you're building the Amazon of farming or of farmers. In the way, you know, now because of Amazon, you have so many new age D two C brands, you know, who are able to get distribution because Amazon exists. So, similarly. you could have a scenario where you have d2f like direct to farmer brands who are creating new kinds of products based on a, a better understanding of what a farmer needs and they get distribution through your platform in a quick plug and play manner so not this d2f uh, i think that that's the right way to define direct to farmer model uh yeah whether it can be called as amazon of agriculture or not not sure but yeah this d2f bit is definitely something we are we are you know, building 
and they help. So, uh, what has been your fundraise journey like? like when did you raise uh, funds, like at the first uh, angel level and then institutional level? So, as I said uh, earlier, the first angel round we raised in 2015, another angel round we raised in 2017. How much did you raise in these rounds? This was uh, this was just one one and a half crore. Uh, but we we raised a lot of you know debt at that point of time. Uh, short term debt. Uh, we we took debt. We repaid again. Then we took more debt, debt because you needed working capital. So debt made more sense. Working capital. And more than that, uh, Akshay, in fact, uh, we thought that probably that was the time when our model was in process of, you know, uh, making or evolving in a way. So somehow, and again, I mean, I don't know that, you know, that where this thought came from, but we thought that probably let's not take VC money unless and until you as a, as, as a founder or you as a promoter don't get enough confidence on the, on the model or on the approach. But, but how did you get it without being profitable? Because, I mean, traditional banks would ask for profitability. So, uh, no, so we, we, we were profitable. Uh, so, of course, I mean, our size was small. But uh, but this was the beauty of the model, right? Because we, you, because you were actually, uh, you were actually sort of, you know, bringing value for your customers, right? Which are your farmers or businesses, right? I mean, so, so for example, you actually did not need any, cashback to give any promo to run, right? I mean, so, and that's why, that's why kind of, you know, let's say the overall unit economics was healthy and profitable. And asset light, no, no investment from your side. The asset light, absolutely, absolutely. So, and that's how basically we grew till 2018 organically uh, with the, with the, just a small raise of, you know, 1.5 crore plus a lot of, you know, debts. Uh, and then debt was, uh, and again, I, I said short-term debt, right? I mean, we did not take uh, huge debt and long-term, but we we took like 60 days debt, 90 days debt, 45 days debt, right? And that's how kind of, you know. Like what was the advantage of that? Mostly because of the seasonality, because during the peak season, you needed more of, you know, working capital or so. Okay. And at the same time, we did not want to take, you know, debt in the company when, the overall business size was small, right? Because the idea was to build the traction initially. Um, but then since 2019, uh, we started raising institutional capital. Uh, in fact, April 19, we closed our first institutional round of $4 million. And then since then, again, I mean, we have been raising consistently. So then similarly, then March 20. So who, who backed you for that $4 million round, the first round? That round was led by... Uh, Omnivore, that's a that's agri-focused VC fund in India, and uh, and it was co-led by family fund of Narottam Shekhsadia Group, uh, Ambuja Cement, if you have heard. And uh, and then early this calendar year means January 21, we closed our last round, which was the 30 million dollar round. This was led by uh, Nasper uh, or Crossus. Uh, earlier they were known as Nasper. Uh, as, and then another fund uh, collated the round was uh, RTP Global. Hmm. Okay. So, like financial services, you are doing your own uh, data there. Like, like I mean, what is your yeah, role in financial services? Are you just okay. a retailer? We, like, we just act as a platform where we bring uh, uh, you know, more and more data in front of any financial institution. 
uh, and then they use that data you know to have their own uh, decision making or hypothesis that how much to lend or whom to lend or whom not to lend but uh, it's it's completely off balance sheet financing i mean we are not uh, you know lending through our balance sheet uh hypothesis is same here actually the way how let's say as i said that right it's direct to farmer construct so our role is just to bring banks uh, or insurance companies and farmers together right i mean if you have right insurance products for farmers whether it's cattle or let's say crop or maybe any any other sort of you know, general insurance but related to farmer i mean as a platform we are going to give you again farmers or a digital interface to collect premium or so similarly to any lender we will give you enough validatory fact that if you want to lend any farmer to grow tomato we will we are going to validate that as a farmer this farmer has grown historically tomato or not or hence there is a okay. risk or hmm. what is his value uh, of like this is previous revenue and hmm. exactly this much value is the this much amount is the right amount to lend Hmm. farmers again hmm. to to accomplish hmm. this task or so hmm. yeah hmm. okay okay so uh, what do you think uh, fintech will be like a big part of your long term play or what do you think like how much will it contribute to your revenues in the long term i would say it's a uh, again it's complementary because uh, without input and output again i mean you will not be in a position to have this fintech play so and that's the way how we have been always you know uh seeing our 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 work right that everything is complementary right i mean uh, your advisory is linked to input right i mean because of right input and advisory access you are getting right access of output you are doing all these things that's why you you are you are collecting a lot of you know data sets through uh, because of which you are, you have integrated financial services so it's all complementary and uh uh yeah but at the same time again at this point of time we we find ourselves as a pure facilitator uh yeah but yeah but but uh, but needless to say it's a, it's a huge opportunity considering the current penetration of you know financial services in rural area that's very low and uh, it's very disheartening for us when we see farmers borrowing money at 3 to 5% monthly uh so it's a, it's a huge opportunity on top of what we are building uh or or what we are currently working at there so. right 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 hmm. okay so you know you uh, you are following pretty much like a amazon path in the sense that you know i think part of the reason why amazon picked up so much initially was content like if i wanted a review of a book i would search and i would reach amazon's ratings and i would say okay this book has got good reviews let me buy it they will buy it amazon so something similar is what you have also done right where content is a way to uh, get stickiness with customers acquire customers and uh, uh, then convert them into transacting customers yeah uh, though as i said that it's there because of our own experience and own sort of you know journey uh, but yeah i mean good good to have uh, you know validatory facts that you know that uh, this approach works or this yes. approach has worked somewhere else like uh, like amazon do you have competitors well there like are ichopal ichopal is somewhat like a competitor right like there, there is that itc initiative well so of course i mean see uh, firstly ichopal is not present any everywhere 
secondly, ITC is one of our buyers. So that, I think that answers your question, right? I mean, because if someone is buying, so of course their, their initiative, you know, can't be a competitor. Right, right, right. And it's not their core business. It's not their core business. Absolutely. So, so you don't have any direct competitor as yet? Like there's and nobody comparable? Well, so there are many, uh, but again, more on the structure side, because this is not a new business you are doing, right? I mean, I mean, you, there are again, unstructured players, local traders, middlemen, distributors, of course, you have to compete with on day-to-day basis. But, uh, but as such, uh, uh, but uh, on the structured side, in fact, there are a bunch of folks. But uh, on top of that, I mean, market is huge. Uh, I, I mean, again, I mean, and, and the sector requires many more uh, dehad for sure. If you want to know more about the mission to impact the lives of millions of farmers, then do check out Dehat by logging in at www.agrevolution.in. That's agrevolution.in. This episode of Founder Thesis Podcast is brought to you by Long Haul Ventures. Long Haul Ventures is the long haul partner for founders and startups that are building for the long haul. More about them is at www.longhaulventures.com.